This is a Relay Project. Real Talk starts right now. Here's Ryan Jesperson. On this Thursday, January 5th, we welcome you to Real Talk. Jesperson and Hicks with you. Slavo Czech. Sculptor yeah. and Art Hunt founder is going to join us a little bit later on in the show. I absolutely love this guy. And, Excited uh, for this. Yeah, this is well, it's, it's going to be like an inspiring hour, and we're going to get to pick the brain of a who I believe to be a creative genius. Um, you know, full disclosure, our family we are we are customers of Slavo. We we're collectors of his work. We love what he does, uh, and he's just been honored in uh, Edify Magazine as an edifier award winner and Mm -hmm. uh, for very good reason, including his work in the community with this art hunt where he makes his art accessible and collectible to people uh, that that may, I don't know if it really has anything to do with budget. It's more fun than anything. It's a scavenger hunt for for folks that may not have room in the pocketbook to collect a Slavo piece. (laughs) He's hiding them out there in the the urban wilderness, which is very cool as well. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about. Prince Harry bombshells in his new book, Spare, uh, including, you know, physical altercations with his brother and the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that. There's drama in the U.S. House of Representatives. And John Hicks... What? Got his blue check mark. Oh no! I'm You're gonna bring her. this I up. Saw, I saw it. Congratulations, Johnny. Stop! Don't you did do it. it. You took I, that. Uh, well, I, I thought that maybe you wouldn't mind chatting about this because everybody's been talking about Twitter lately, and, yeah, and here okay. you are. So here you are in the spotlight. So back in November, we were talking about Twitter blue and and how easy is it to get verified? Blah blah blah. And so I went and I was like. I'll see how easy it is to get verified. So I signed up for Twitter blue, and nothing happened. Yeah. Two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. Through the holiday break. Over Christmas. You're checking every day. Uh, nothing. So I cancel it. I'm like, this This was bull crap. I thought it would be good prep, good for us to talk about on the show. Yeah, sure. I wake up this morning, boom. There I you are. verified. Look at that. But I don't, Johnny Infamous. But I don't get it because I canceled the subscription, which was... I think it was $5 when I signed up, but then it went to 8 Now it's $11. Elon just keeps pumping it up. So I checked this morning. I'm like, okay, I'm no longer subscri- subscribed. I'm not giving Elon any dough. So why am I verified? I don't know. Who knows? Just roll with it. You got your blue check mark now. No, but it says what because does blue of- come with again? What what's the point of it besides getting this the blue morning, check mark? I, you can change your your uh, you can change the app icon color. You can uh you can send a tweet and then it does like a timer. Yeah. So you can like, you know, take it back. It gives you like 10, 15, 20 seconds to okay. take back whatever you're about to tweet. There's a couple other things I haven't looked at. I literally got in the studio today and realized this had happened. But now if you go to my account and you click on it, you see that this person is verified because they're paying for Twitter blue, which I don't like. So <clears throat> you can have it taken away very easily. All you have to do is change your profile pic yeah. because they're trying to keep people from impersonating people so they'll take away your check mark and then they'll review your oh, account really? again and they'll probably see that i'm no longer paying which... so you finally got your blue check mark and mm. now that you got it you want to get rid of it yeah or I was, you're thinking of it getting was a rid scientific experiment that uh-huh. went horribly wrong well, this was the question that a lot of people were asking is is like who's gonna pay for twitter and mm-hmm. if so why 
right? Because I mean, that 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 so-called blue check mark it, it gives the account some credibility and mm-hmm. some clout. Maybe uh, the blue check mark I think was always intended to be like this is a verified account, like from Twitter saying to Twitter users. Uh, this account is who it purports to be. This mm-hmm. account is who it says it is. That's great. Um, and so I think that that in that sense, the blue check mark plays a role. It is kind of funny, like you said, people are going now to, to folks' profiles, and if you click on the blue check mark, it tells you whether or not it's a so-called legacy verified account, yeah, or like you. if it's a subscriber to Twitter Blue. And 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 I've seen folks getting chirped online for being subscribers to Twitter Blue. Like you Which bought is your what check I don't mark. Want. It's what you don't want. <laughs> So I don't know. It was an experiment. And then I, I I think this just shows, though, like things are they're either backed up or not working properly because anyone else who gave Elon money who really wanted it right away. If you're having to wait like six weeks or whatever. Yeah. So you've maybe you've played two months already. You've paid him twenty two dollars or whatever. You still don't have your check mark. I'd be pissed off. I wasn't pissed off. I just deleted it because I was like, you whatever. never mentioned it. It didn't. No, I just noticed it. Well, because it didn't work. So I was like, whatever. I won't bring it up. And I wonder how many people. I'd be curious to know from real talkers. Like it would be great to hear from people. Let us know. Uh, shoot us a note, like in the comments uh, on on the YouTube page if that's where you're watching, or or hit us up on Twitter. Uh, how many people actually subscribe to that Twitter blue? Mm-hmm. For for a lot of yeah. people, I think it was an intriguing opportunity. You know, I mean, sure. it's just it's uh, it's kind of a thing. And, and then but for the most part, I feel like people Charles Adler said this on the show a few weeks ago, like he feels like he contributes content to Twitter for free. He's doing his part. Sure. You know, and, and it's true. Twitter is nothing without the tweets. Mm-hmm. So you got to wonder, like, generally speaking or big picture, how many people would be willing to pay for it mm-hmm. in, in, in whatever way, shape or form? I'll be curious to see what it looks like, like like one or three or five years from now. Sure. And I don't really care. Like, my, I'm kind of done with Twitter, as you see on there. I'm retweeting stuff about the show. I'm not really tweeting a lot anymore because it is kind of a cesspool. So, like, you know, I have I have 10,000 followers on there, as you can see. And like, People are following me mostly because of my former radio career and now because I'm here on the show with you and and doing this. So I didn't really need the checkmark. It was just kind of an experiment. But now I feel like I'm in some weird club where like, am am I supporting all of Elon's decisions like now that, that it's on there. To, uh, I don't always, want that. You always to wanted to case. live in a big house, and you finally went and bought the big house, and now you're now you're concerned that people are going to judge yeah. you for it, and they're going to find out my mom paid want, the down payment. You want to move back into <laughs> your something. condo? <laughs> there you go. Uh, Cactus Sheriff chiming in on the chat says, "I don't even use Twitter. It's such a cesspool." Sean says, "I'm never paying for it. Charge me and watch me sign off." Yeah, I have mixed feelings about it. I have mixed feelings about it. if 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 a gun was put to our head. And I mean, we use Twitter so much just for pushing messages mm-hmm. out, for letting people know who's coming up on the show. You can, you can, uh, of course, follow Real Talk at Real Talk RJ. Um, follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well, for that matter. But um, like, we use it, so it's a tool. So in that sense, I think like I don't know whatever they, as long as it wasn't outrageous. I don't know what's it worth five, eight, eleven bucks a month. I don't know. It's a tool that we use for our business. Eleven a bucks a month is nothing. But if it's like you know, what is that? One hundred and thirty bucks a year. If it's one hundred and thirty bucks a year just for the the vanity check of having the blue check mark and, and otherwise there's really no difference. I don't know that the average person would really do it. I don't know. 
So, uh, yeah, Justin wonders, did Johnny pay for the check? Like, once that was implemented, the blue check marks mean nothing. So that's the thing I was wondering, like... <clears throat> you subscribed, so I, and then you unsubscribed, I and subscribed, then you got your check mark. Then I unsubscribed, then I got my check mark. So have I, I, I know that people who paid five bucks got grandfathered in. Some yeah. of them aren't paying subscriptions anymore. Some of the $8 yeah. people got grandfathered in, but they're still paying. The $11 people are paying, but aren't getting their check marks. It's all, it's all messed up. Like, I'll so. be honest, and, and I know what Justin's saying. Like, he says, once it was implemented, the blue checks mean nothing like i find myself i don't know it's kind of interesting i've seen a couple curious tweets like i'm talking like real flamethrower type inflammatory type tweets i mean yeah dime a dozen on twitter but you see it from like a blue checkmark account and you're like wow it's, if this person's representing a business or representing a broadcast outlet or something that's a, a ballsy thing to tweet and then you click on it and it says you know, this account is has a check because it's, you know, it's subscribed to Twitter Blue and you go, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. All right. Exactly what I thought. So now it just added that annoying step of like checking the check. They should have like a verified <laughs> blue check mark, like your Twitter verified, verified. I don't know. You can let us know what you think. Maybe you don't care about this at all. We'll, we'll talk about Prince Harry, this book coming up in like half an hour. It's, it's really remarkable stuff. And uh, I, I also wanted to put something on your radar if it's not there yet. We're super excited on Saturday. February 4th. Uh, Johnny, you're going to be there with us as mm-hmm. well. It's going to be our second annual Real Talk Pond Hockey Classic. And this is out at Larry Alexiak Field in St. Albert. We've got room for 36 teams of four or five skaters. Uh, imagine like an outdoor festival of canadiana that's what this is like with uh, amazing uh vibes going on of course lots of great hockey we're you know we kick it off with the national anthem our friends at dairy queen are there with burgers no big deal we've got lots <laughs> of cold beers we've got bonfires burning everywhere uh, all in support of a great cause we're proud here on real talk to partner with the canadian progress club of st albert to benefit two of their charities of choice that's uncles and aunts at large you see robert clark there the oilers anthem mm-hmm. singer that was last year's uh, Real Talk Pond Hockey Classic. What a blast. Uncles and Aunts at Large and, of course, uh, Kids Sport St. Albert, which uh, the team at Kids Sport does amazing work trying to remove barriers uh, of access to sports. So kids that might not have the financial means or may have other hurdles in their way can still access the, the benefits and the life lessons that come with learning teamwork and, and contribution and, and uh, you know, fighting against adversity and all these types of things. Um, it's an absolute blast. You just go to our website, ryanjesperson.com. Click on events and then look for the Pond Hockey Classic. And, uh, of course, we're going to sell out. We've got room for 36 teams. As mentioned, it will sell out. So don't wait until the last minute. This is Saturday, February the 4th, the second annual Real Talk Pond Hockey Classic. We're also looking for, of course, volunteers and sponsors as we endeavor to raise as much money as possible. $50,000 last year in our first year, which we're really excited about. That doesn't happen without the people attending, without the sponsors and the volunteers. RyanJesperson.com. Click on events and find the Real Talk Pond Hockey Classic. Hey, if you're looking at maybe ramping up your organization game this year, if that's your New Year's resolution, if, if you're looking to finally get that closet in order or get the get the cookbooks organized in the kitchen or, or maybe actually be able to show off the art that you're collecting in a proper setup, this is California Closets Wheelhouse. You can check them out online at californiaclosets.ca. It all starts with a free design consultation. That's what my wife Carrie and I did a number of years ago. We were thrilled with the outcome. 
honestly transformed our living space down in the main family area as well as in our bedroom and our guest room. We're so grateful uh, that we invested in California closets and they do garages as well. Well, we're just getting started on that. Later this year, Johnny, a contest. We're going to be doing a dream garage makeover with our friends at California Closets right here on Real Talk. You know, we're really proud to be broadcasting out of this beautiful studio in historic Mercer Warehouse, downtown Edmonton. This place was built, like I'm talking studs out, built, transformed uh, to a T per the design by Complete Care Restoration. Now, this is our only sponsor that hopes you never call them. Uh, But if you do unfortunately experience flood damage, fire damage, maybe you've got mold or asbestos you got to remove, your insurance company, chances are, is going to go with the team you ask them to go with. And we recommend you go with Complete Care Restoration. You can find them online, completecarerestoration.ca. Apex Automation is looking to bring Canada's most talented professional engineers into their fold. You know, they're leading the charge. They've tripled the size of their team in the last three years. Unbelievable. Why? Because they're providing intuitive, fully autonomous solutions to industry. They're giving people back their time, and that includes their employees. They open field offices so employees can be closer to their families, and so they're partners, their customers have the skilled engineers from Apex as close to the job site as possible. They've expanded into the United States and they're always hiring. You can check out the careers link, plus learn more about what they're doing in engineering, fabrication, and automation by visiting apexautomation.ca. And Johnny, before we get to Slavo, you mind calling up that tweet from Brock Helm? I got this. I woke up to this this morning. I absolutely love this. We love when you hit us up and, and let us know how our Real Talk sponsors are intersecting with your daily adventures. Uh, Brock says, I took advantage of that buy one, get one special at DQ yesterday. You know, the Dairy Queens of Northwest Edmonton and Sherwood Park. For all of January, you buy one box of six Dilly Bars or six DQ sandwiches. They're going to give you a second six-pack totally free. Mm-hmm. And Brock brings in a little controversy, though. He says, Jespo, uh, he says, I have to agree with Johnny. The dairy-free Dilly Bar is better. What? He says, sorry, Ryan. I'm thinking, what are you saying sorry for, pal? Hot take. I like that. <laughs> he, he prefers the dairy-free Dilly Bar to the original Dilly Bar. I, I, I replied to him personally. I said, Brock, we don't have to argue, pal. I'm a fan of the entire DQ lineup. <laughs> But you'll be getting dilly bars and sandwiches. Buy one box of six for, you know, full price. Of course, you get the second one for nada at the Dairy Queens of Northwest Edmonton and Sherwood Park all the way through January. Well, I was really excited when I saw the winter issue, the most recent issue of Edify Magazine. You can check it out online, of course, at edifyedmonton.com. You know that uh, Edify, wonderful friends of this show and very cool uh, to see a very good friend of this show, uh, a philanthropist. Uh, an artist, a sculptor, a creator, Slavo Czech, honored as a recipient of an Edifier Award for his contributions to community. And we're really grateful that Slavo's agreed to make time for us this morning on the show. It's nice to see your face, pal. Congratulations and a happy new year. Thank you so much. How wonderful is that, hey? Oh, man. Did, <laughs> how long have you known about this and had to keep it quiet? Uh, about a month and a half, and that's really tough for me because I'm I'm just such a blabbermouth about everything. So that was a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Slavo. I mean, we're going to spend some time this morning talking about your art, and I want to talk about you know your legacy and some of the early projects that put you on the map, and and, and the amazing charitable contributions that you've made, um, in particular to the Real Talk Julie Rohr Scholarship. I know Julie, a dear friend of yours, and and, and you raised like more than fifty thousand dollars for that. Unbelievable. Um, but but I wanted to, but I wanted to ask you about this in particular 
particular, uh, this Edifier Award, the feature, uh, when they write about why you received the award and your community contributions, they talk about this art hunt. And uh, this is something that you started, if memory serves me correctly, during the pandemic, right? Yeah, I started it in September of 2020 when um, I was kind of getting the feel of the communities. You know, everyone was kind of anxious and stuck at home and all the festivals were being cancelled. And, um, I, you know, I just sort of took a pulse of the city and thought, how, what kind of contribution can I make to, to just kind of, you know, come up with some sort of activity event that will make uh, life a little bit easier, a little bit more fun in a, in a safe, safe way. So uh, the first iteration of it was uh, almost like an Amazing Rapes style uh, adventure where I would just post it in plain sight at a, at a, really well-known location and the first one there would would literally just grab it and 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 run before anyone else caught them um so i did four the very first time um and one every one every two hours so that was that was a long day but uh it got a lot of media coverage and a lot of positive feedback and uh it's, it's evolved since then to you know to kind of hide one one every every quarter or four months type of thing and uh you know, just post clues and photos of uh, where you could find it. Yeah, I've seen uh, people are tweeting uh, in advance. You've got one coming up on Saturday, right? Yeah, I'm going to, the clue drops Saturday at noon and uh, I've uh, scouted out a, a new location and uh, it should be fun. Yeah, so I've, I've seen, there's chatter already. I mean, the, the hashtag Yeg Art Hunt is going to start picking up and trending and, and people are yeah. already, they're they're already like working on their, I don't know what it is, wayfinding. They're already working, people are trying to. Yeah, I know they're, they're, they're already they're, plotting the map because yeah. I'll never hide it in the same spot. So you can already eliminate some locations. Yeah, well, and, <laughs> and, and people are trying to find patterns in the past uh-huh. locations so people can use the hashtag to go back and and see it all how, how do you I, i'm looking for a bit of a clue here some some insider <laughs> info for real talk subscribers but how, how do you pick your locations are you a guy that's often out in nature you, you, you i mean yeah, I, I know I, that your art is inspired and, by uh, what you see yeah yeah uh inspired definitely by nature and i go for walks and sort of you know i try to make it fairly accessible like it's never going to be hidden on an island like a friend of ours did to us <laughs> there in markland when i have i asked him to do a guest hider which uh He's so diabolical that he actually <laughs> hit it on one of the two islands in the city. <laughs> I'm assuming but, someone uh, found it. Oh yeah, no, they 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 waded through the water, and uh, yeah, he's still a little upset with me that I gave that clue away. I, I tweeted out, "No man is an island." Oh and yeah, okay. Somebody, somebody figured out that uh, hey, we should we should check the island. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I make it accessible, and um, you know, I I tried to hide it within kind of a pathway and. Uh, this one, because it's uh, nice and snowy out, uh, is is a kind of a chrome colored sculpture, so it should blend in nicely. Evil laugh inserted here. Aww. I love um, you know this this feature, and, and again, people can read it at edifyedmonton.com. And, and the Edifier Awards are, are bestowed upon people that have made remarkable community contributions across a number of different industries and disciplines, and and it, it really is a, a wonderful work by by uh, Stephen Sandor and Trudy Calhoun and their team over at Edify. But they, they they talk about like the thirty years. Uh, of your art career, right? The, I mean, the fact that you represented galleries in England and Montreal, and you're, you know, you're, you're shipping work to collectors in Dubai and all around the world, uh, uh, out of the same studio that you've been working out of for, for 30 years. But, yeah. but, it, but it really is like the way that your art connects with people that I think is elevated. I mean, I know you'll be the first to, to recognize your peers in the arts community. There, there are skilled artists out there, uh, but there are some that, that perhaps in stature stand a little taller because of the way that collectively their work resonates with people. How do, how do you describe 
the way you understand your work to resonate with people. I, I, I've seen some of the things people say about the way that your pieces move them, and, and I don't even know how you'd process it. It's wonderful. Well, it is wonderful. And I, the, literally, the, the biggest compliment I get is when people message me, you know, with a photo of a grasses they see out in nature and just say, look at this. I, I see this and I, I can see this through your eyes now. So they look at nature differently. They look at grasses. They look at their surroundings in, in a different lens. And that's that's a beautiful thing. So I think that's really why my 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 work resonates with so many is um, is that literally I, I'm taking what I see in nature and abstracting it in a way that connects with people. Yeah, it's uh, this is this is the time of year where we can still talk Christmas lights. Uh, so you know where this is going. But I want to ask you about this. I don't I don't know how many people know this. Uh, I, I've seen you mention it a couple of times, but but you were the guy you cooked up the idea. You designed the original. This is a, a regional reference. But but folks in Calgary and Edmonton in particular, our home city uh, on the Telus buildings will have seen those iconic Christmas tree light installations. Would you tell us the story of, of how those came about? Well, I was uh, when I was in high school. I was uh, working for a gentleman who uh, basically had a monopoly. He he did Christmas commercial Christmas di- displays across uh, Canada. And uh, when I finished uh, my marketing at Nate, I decided to start my own commercial Christmas display company. And uh, I thought a great way to to make a, a splash in a big way is to to look at the skyline and try to come up with something big, similar to what was being done in in major centers in like New York and things like that with the Rockefeller tree. So I would just try to come up with an idea to do something really big. So I uh, approached the property management team that had the building uh, for AGT at the time. And and literally, you know, it's just the, the, the idea and they championed the cause and it was really their, their efforts and all, all credit goes to them that, uh, you know, it's one thing to have an idea, but it's, it's to find people that can make it a reality and they, they deserve all the credit for that. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, you. I mean, it, it's it's cool to see. I mean, you know, we have a ton of for people that are watching this on YouTube. I feel like this is an interview. It's great. People will hear it on the podcast, but I kind of feel you want to watch this one on YouTube because we've we've pulled a bunch of images of your work and and some videos as well. And it's 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 really fascinating. One of the things I think that that social media, you know, as, as a benefit allows for. We talk about all the negative stuff and the toxicity and the poison. You're like you are like what people would refer to as a, as a perpetual timeline cleanse. It's just it's positivity and create creativity from your account. I love that you give your followers inside peeks into into not just a work in progress, uh, oftentimes yeah. all the way through to installation for for your Absolutely. your collectors yeah. that are kind enough to show off their places. But you 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 give us like the inspiration. You'll show like bulrushes or leaves or right? And, and, yeah. and I think that's so cool. Well, I I'm, I'm a curious sort, so I I think people like to see where the idea comes from and to sort of follow the process of, you know, like from impetus to completion of work. Well, this is a cool piece. This is uh somewhere over. So it's uh, <laughs> inspired by uh, uh an abstracted rainbow. So when you're walking around with your wife Kathy, are you are you the guy that like always just sort of has his eyes all over the place, head in the clouds, staring at you know, birds on branches and leaves falling. I mean, is, is, are you, are you just constantly noticing things? I, yeah. And it's, uh, kind of bugs her sometimes, but <laughs> no, in a, in a good, in a good way. Um, yeah, I'm often distracted and I'll, you know, take my camera and lay down on the ground and take that one grass blade picture just, just to have in my photo library. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm always, I'm always looking for inspiration for sure. 
Oh, I love it. You know, we're, we're hearing from a lot of people um, that uh, I've just got a couple of emails as well. So some more private messages um, from people that uh, either did or did not know, but felt connected to our mutual friend, Julie Rohr. And yeah. uh, and uh, your, you know, in putting this scholarship together, the Real Talk Julie Rohr scholarship and, and people can check it out online. It's it's uh, easy to find just by Googling it. Um, the work that you did and the contribution that you made with your series of, of the beautiful chaos pendants, uh, really remarkable. Uh, I hope people know, I mean, I, I really want to remind people that, that not only did you inspire people with that, give people a beautiful piece to wear. I think you, you made like more than 200 of them, right? It was 108. Uh, 100, well, 108. Okay. Uh, Initially, but, I was only going to do 50, but the demand was so strong. Right, you doubled it. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But but so people have this sort of like you know this this ongoing reminder of her and the campaign. Uh, but also, you raised just a ton of dough for the scholarship. Uh, I've never had a chance to ask you: Were you caught a little off guard at how that thing just took off? I mean, I guess you said you just the, the demand you you doubled the original commitment, so that's yeah. a hint. Yeah. Uh, it totally caught me off guard. I, I I know that Julie had such an amazing circle of friends and everyone wanted, you know, a memento. And uh, the thing that really kind of spoke to my heart is that, you know, people see each other in public wearing these things and, and it just kind of built a community of, of people remembering Julie with these, this, this uh, beautiful chaos pendant. And that's just such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Really amazing. And, and, and thanks to your contribution, Slavo, I, I think people know this. We always want to remind them uh, and they can find uh, under the connect link at ryanjesperson.com details on how to apply for this. Um, it's, it's an annual $5,000 scholarship, no strings attached to a post-secondary student anywhere in Canada uh, that's yeah. lost a parent to cancer. It was a difficult decision. We had so many worthy applicants in year one, but the good news is, is that, uh, thanks to so, contribution, including yours, uh, this thing will be awarded year after year after year after year. So it's amazing, and and we're so grateful. Yeah, man. Well, hey, congratulations on the uh, Edifier Award. Uh, this is 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 so well deserved. I love the photo of you. By the way, are you happy with how that turned out? <laughs> yeah, they did a great job. I, I I had one with my little pork pie hat. I'm a little disappointed that one didn't make it, but oh, you yeah, know, it's, it's a good photo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, people can read the feature uh, at edifyedmonton.com. The Edifier Awards 2023. It's the third year that they've done it. Slavo Czech, uh, an amazing friend of this show and a renowned sculptor out of our home city of Edmonton, honored there uh, along with a really remarkable panel of people. It's nice to see your face, my man. And and Saturday, uh, people just I guess follow you at Slav underscore Metal Urges on Twitter, right for clues on the that art would, hunt. That would be the best, or you can follow along with the hashtag uh, Yeg Art Hunt or Art Hunt Yeg, either or. Yeah. Yeah, I see you got two hashtags going. I love it. Hey, buddy, uh, congratulations, and I can't wait to watch on Saturday. It'll be fun. It's always great to see who winds up with that new piece for their collection. Absolutely. Yeah. Slavo Czech, what a beauty. You can follow him. Uh, He's on TikTok. He's on Instagram as well, and and you can look to the show notes for information there. His work's so cool, man. So cool. Yeah, he's, he did this. <laughs> he's done this like canoe commission. People, yeah. I know that we're you know for a lot of people this is an audio medium, um, but just go check out his Instagram and see it. He's like, it's just the way that his design works, the way that he bends metal, mm-hmm. the colors that he uses when he paints it is yeah. is uh, anyway. I love the art hunt too. That's just such Isn't a that cool. Great? Yeah, it's such a cool project. I would lo- now. I'm going to be on the hunt for the next one. Well, people are <laughs> people are so smart. Like I, the way that people like, are you a board game guy? Are you a clue? Solver? Well, you, I was uh, just thinking it was when he was talking, there was this uh, book when I was growing up when I was a kid called Masquerade and, okay. and it's about a hare 
and his his journey through life with the sun and the moon and whatever. And at the end of the book, there's like a treasure, and this guy actually. Uh, hid the treasure and there was a huge thing when I was a kid in the 90s uh, to try and find this treasure and finally someone did but it just reminded me of that like it just it just I don't know it's just a really cool aspect of what he does adding another layer to art and how amazing it is but you know me I hate art right <laughs> that's what our <laughs> is this the legacy you're gonna leave no is, but for remember... people that didn't hear no of course i remember but uh, this is art i can get behind this is art that i look at and i i get a feeling from I, I i see it through his eyes i get his perspective i looked at it all this morning i was like this is really cool stuff so. i love that you uh i mean it's it's kind of funny because you you for, for the background for people that don't know you basically were commenting this was during the time there was like that that span of a few weeks when the mostly climate climate yeah. related protests included throwing like tomato soup mm-hmm. or other food on renowned like Emily Carr's paintings were targeted. I think there was a Monet, a Van Gogh, mm-hmm. right? I don't remember yeah. really. Uh, and then these these perpetrators, so to speak, these demonstrators were like gluing their hands to the wall of the gallery mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. And people were saying string them up, and other people were saying, "What do you expect them to do?" That's how you get people's attention, and and blah 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 blah. And you basically said that you didn't quite understand how something like a, a painting of a sunflower would be worth like, you know, $50 million or yes. $150 million. Yes. And uh, you got piled on a little bit. I did. And uh, you know what I've loved <laughs> is that like as most, as recently as a Christmas party I was at, people have been like, hey, you know what Johnny was saying about the painting? Like, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, understand I think, either. I think it's like music, right? It's so subjective. But I think this morning when I looked at his art and it resonated with me and I got a feeling that that's when I understand art. I'm like, okay, now I get it. When it when it hits you, yeah. When you get a feeling from it, when it it makes you want to think. How did he do this? What was he thinking? Yeah. Or or even when you get a different feeling than maybe the artist did. I, I'm sure artists love that as well. When you interpret their work in a different way. Sure. Um. But <laughs> what I was basically saying was I just didn't understand how some of that art was worth so much money. Yeah, sure. Like priceless art. Sure. And some of it doesn't invoke... I mean, yeah, the Mona Lisa, you, you stare at that and you're like, wow, is she smiling? Is she not smiling? Is Have you seen Glass Onion? Yes. The, the new movie Watched with Edward Norton? the holidays. We Incredible. Won't, we won't spoil it, but the Mona Lisa plays into it. A big part in the movie. That's an amazing film, by the way. Incredible. I loved it. Incredible. Yeah, I would recommend yeah. people check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, two episodes ago of Seriously. So yesterday, uh, Sapri and I uh, pushed one out. Uh, uh, you know, every Wednesday, we release a fresh episode produced by John Hicks. Mm-hmm. You can check it out at seriouslypod.com but a couple of episodes ago two episodes ago we were sharing some of our favorite news headlines of 2022 and one of them was that 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 prized painting Mm -hmm. it had been determined or discovered that it had been hanging upside down for 75 years yeah and i thought that was such a great story and i loved it too because that obviously you know not just one person millions of people got this art wrong yeah. For for a long time. For and then time. one day someone was like, hey, you just flip yeah, that I'm around. I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be the other way around. People go, well, how do you even know anyway, really? But I will continue to try and expand and refine my perspective on hey. art, especially timeless art that I don't 
quite yet fully understand. And I love the passion from people that were chiming in as well, explaining to you like why in their mind a painting mm-hmm. could be. Where like some of them were saying like the the the, the way that you would study the brush strokes in a certain painting, and if it would be from like an innovator like a Monet, the way that that Monet's brush strokes sort of transformed mm-hmm. art at that time, were like the painting is an indicator of the significance of the genius of the yada yada yada. Well, so, yeah, some of those pieces pushed the envelope and literally changed the way we think and yeah. people did art. So and then that, I guess it is priceless. You know, <laughs> I guess it's priceless. So there you go. Uh, side note, I got my wife who of course did a rendering. She did her own yeah. of the sunflower Van Gogh. It's hanging in our downstairs guest bathroom. I bought her a paint set full Got her the easel. Oh, for Christmas? 17 brushes. Wow. Uh, 72 different colors of paint. So she's getting ready to like, because we had this conversation, jump back in oh, so and cool. start painting again. So again, my my love for art will probably grow. Now. I see a lot of people are doing those those group painting dates. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll like, everyone sits down and usually there's some wine involved. It doesn't have to be. And uh, everybody gets their blank canvas and paints the same thing. We've done the art date nights. Seems great. cool. Yeah, she's yeah, always- Seems like a lot of fun. She always- I have bl- zero artistic ability. <laughs> she blows me out of the oh, water. I'm, I'm terrible. But I'm, then again- I'm terrible. Art is subjective, so maybe mine was. Sure, better. maybe people would. Yeah, you never know. Maybe yours will be worth a hundred million posthumously. It'll be long after you're dead, and all of a sudden people will be like, "We didn't realize this genius. We didn't realize." Hey, if uh, you have sustainable energy goals in 2023, today is the perfect time to check out KubiEnergy.ca. Why would you consider solar with Kubi? Well, here's a few reasons. Number one, solar energy is cleaner than fossil fuels. Period. There's no debate about that. Number two, solar systems installations are a renovation that will increase the value of your home and pay for itself. And number three, you'll be able to cut back on your electricity costs and end your reliance on energy companies and their unpredictable rates. Three reasons to consider solar with Kubi. Here's a fourth. Quotes are always free. You go to kubienergy.ca today. Allow them to provide a solar energy solution that'll power your life. You know, if you watch this show, if you happen to see clips, highlights, or you watch us live streaming or otherwise on YouTube, you've seen this stunning white oak table, the star of the show here in the Real Talk studio. This was conceptualized, designed, built, and delivered by the amazing team at Urban Timber Reclaimed Wood. You can find them online at urbantimber.ca. I recommend you check out their boxcar collection. This is so cool. Uh, Reclaimed rail car planks. They've traveled millions of miles across North America. I mean, they're they're beat up, right? They've got wear and tear. Cargo and freight have been dragged across them as these train cars have rumbled along the tracks for decades. Of course, their team cleans and sands and fills them with epoxy, finishes them with a food-safe coating, and every custom table unique. You will never have two urban tables, urban timber tables look the same. Uh, You can check out their brand new showroom. They're open Saturdays, or of course, you can drop in through the week. Urban timbers work uh, second to none. Uh, It speaks for itself. You can check them out online today at urbantimber.ca. At Friesen Brothers, uh, hey, they're just like us. They're keeping the Christmas trees up. They're keeping the decorations up until our Ukrainian friends and family have wrapped up their Christmas celebrations. In fact, this weekend on the Saturday and Sunday 
The Friesen Brothers Fresh Market stores are going to be featuring a wonderful Ukrainian Christmas dinner. January 7th and 8th, that's Saturday and Sunday this weekend from 4 to 8 p.m., a special Ukrainian Christmas dinner, all you can eat. For just $25 per person, there's activities for the kids and, of course, everything you would expect on the culinary side, including roasted turkey, Ukrainian sausage, pierogies, cabbage rolls, and so much more. You can find the details on the Fresh Market Stores Ukrainian Christmas Dinner by Friesen Brothers at Friesen.com. And a big shout out as well, of course, to our friends at Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider. A couple of things we wanted to mention really quickly about this time of year, like it's colder, it's darker. We're using more electricity and natural gas. It's a great time to shop around for utility providers. Chris and his team at Park Power, if you're on the regulated rate or the very variable rate for electricity that you might be paying more than you have to park powers current fixed electricity rate plans almost half the cost half of the regulated rate option you can find details online at parkpower.ca have you been paying attention to this uh prince harry stuff i have yeah this I, is wild it's, it's, it's so crazy in the uk how they hold the royal family on such a pedestal like some people literally hate harry and megan oh like wish them harm simply for wanting to have a normal life it's it's and it's pretty crazy he, and so he he's been talking about it and uh he's got this new book so the phrase is uh, in the monarchy you need an heir and you need a spare and so william's the heir and Harry's The Spare, and the title of his new book, Spare, is expected to be out. It was supposed to be dropping five days from now, but some advanced copies are out. And so people are understanding a little bit more about what's going to be in this book or what is this book and and, and, and some of the implications of it. And it's wild stuff. I mean, uh, the New York Post this morning reporting, uh, Harry says uh, both William and Kate, his older brother and his wife, both howled after encouraging Harry to wear that controversial Nazi costume, that Halloween party in 2005. Obviously, you remember that one. Yeah. He says he was encouraged, says he felt like he was manipulated by them. They howled. They thought it was hilarious. Hilarious. Of course, he was publicly shamed and dragged, can I say deservedly, mm -hmm. uh, for, for wearing that costume. Uh, he describes his older brother in the book as his arch nemesis, <laughs> which is a wild thing to put out for public consumption. His arch nemesis, and he and and he he divulges that uh, this is the Globe Mail reporting this this morning. Michael Holden, uh, William reportedly knocked him to the floor, shattering a dog dish underneath him, broken glass everywhere in a fight over Meghan, his bride, Meghan Markle. Wow, yeah, not over her affection, probably just no, 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 no. I mean, that would that yeah. would be an added there. That, that would be a really. A, it's a love triangle, actually. Yeah, I just but ordered this book. Basically, says there was a, there was an argument, an altercation. Um, Reuters is is the one that originally reported this one. The altercation between the two brothers, obviously the sons of King Charles. Everybody knows uh, the brawl was in 2019, relatively recently. Took place reportedly at Harry's London home after William described Meghan Markle as abrasive, rude, and difficult. Hmm. Harry, in his version of events, said that that sounded like the press narrative about mm -hmm. his wife, which it does. 
Uh, he says, William grabbed me by the collar, ripping my necklace, knocked me to the floor. Quote, I landed on the dog's bowl, which cracked under my back. The pieces cutting into me. I laid there for a moment, dazed, then got to my feet and told him to get out. Wow. Spokespeople for Prince William and King Charles have declined to comment. What a ba- That's bigger than... Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, that fight right there, that would, that would rake in the millions. But it's, I, I don't know, it's, it's weird. I, I think she was just trying to break the mold. She was trying to do things differently. She wanted to try, she knew what she was getting into. You're with talking the royal, about Meghan Markle? Yeah, royal family. And, and she just wanted to try and have somewhat of a normal life. And people didn't like that. They got to follow the rules there. So I think... Yeah, I think she got a she got a bad rap there. She's got a Obviously. raw deal. This this six part Netflix documentary is, is uh, has been I think enlightening for a lot of people as mm-hmm. well. And and I've, I've just uh, I'll be honest, full disclosure, I haven't watched it. Um, but I've I've been too busy watching Glass Onion and making my way <laughs> through a couple of other uh, other ones of the must sees. But but people talking about basically um, you know the strong feelings that that uh, these revelations have have prompted a lot of people to feel about the royal family and, mm-hmm. and kind of coming to a better understanding about it. There's never really been a prominent voice. I mean, I could like Diana yeah. pushed back, uh, but in a way of, with like this grace and class and and mm-hmm. uh, and a little bit more of a sort of a, uh, she was like the queen of shade. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But Whereas the, Harry, like the, the memoir and yeah. the sit down and the documentary and the interviews, like he, I think he tried to put it out there. He wanted to be, you know, transparent about it, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> Megan, Diana, the West loved when those women pushed back, right? But in the UK, like if you look, the headlines, they're all, they're not even really split. It's like 60-40 and there's a lot of horrible, horrible things printed about Megan that I don't know if they're true or not because UK, if you look at the, some of their press, it's almost like tabloid some of it. But yeah. there's still people to this day on Twitter. I saw some guy get in trouble on Twitter last week just still stomping on Megan's head like well and the racism at play too right yeah. like there's it's just it's it's got to the point where I think a lot of people I, I you wonder if it'll we talked yesterday about the Cleveland Browns and, and football fans mm-hmm. and how people wrap their minds around their these celebrities that fall from grace a quarterback you know accused credibly by more than 20 women of of sexual misconduct during professional sports massages and things like that and and you look and you talk about how like some some folks the power of celebrity or the power of whatever it is um, the way that some people can can justify an allegiance to someone, mm-hmm. um, and, and and you see that at play with the royal family as well, right? I don't, I don't uh, get it. Yeah, it's pretty I wild. The allure. And then there's what's going on down in the U.S. House of Representatives. Oh this we, we have to talk about this. I mean, we won't spend a ton of time on it, but like this is unbelievable. Uh, the U.S. House of Representatives, like American lawmakers, are essentially handcuffed right now because the the Republicans uh, can't get the numbers that they need to to name a speaker. And uh, Kevin McCarthy wants to be the guy but this this uh freedom caucus the house freedom caucus this is like the this is you know these are the the the, sort of the ultra right wing of of the republicans uh who now control the house obviously the democrats the senate um but uh they they can't get the right wingers on board and so you've got like matt gates and lauren bobert who went Mm -hmm. toe-to-toe with sean hannity last night uh once you have like lauren bobert calling out sean hannity or sean hannity calling her out or her calling out donald trump then you start to go there's trouble in paradise for the gop 
piece. So here she was, Congresswoman Boebert, last night on the floor. She's she's calling out who she describes, Trump, obviously her favorite president. But she says she says that the 20 or so of them that are denying Kevin McCarthy the 200 plus votes that he needs, the, this 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 like sort of faction, she says they're in the right. Everybody else is in the wrong, including Trump. Pretty remarkable. Let's stop with the campaign smears and tactics to get people to turn against us, even having my favorite president call us and tell us we need to knock this off. I think it actually needs to be reversed. The president needs to tell Kevin McCarthy that, sir, you do not have the votes and it's time to withdraw. With that, I yield. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody like, because, <laughs> of course, I think everybody there is expecting it's either going to be Trump or maybe maybe Ron DeSantis. That'll be uh, the next Republican president. They're hoping. Mm-hmm. And so there you have it. Did you happen to see the Hannity clip last night? Like, he yeah, went it at was, her. yeah, not there, happy. There's so much craziness. And some people calling for like Jim Jordan should be speaking. Like, yeah. it's just it's 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 a farce down there. This House Freedom Caucus, though, has made life difficult for speakers in past as well and uh and so this is something where you know sort of remains to be seen how this will play out i want to uh credit the new york times has done great reporting on this luke broadwater if you subscribe to the new york times like we do at nytimes.com you can sort of get a better sense of the implications of this you go okay well who cares this is political posturing and infighting and we see it all the time but but without swearing in lawmakers in the house they need a speaker to do so the the house ceases to function and so that means that lawmakers can't help constituents. They can't get classified briefings. It, it essentially becomes a real problem because they can't respond to emergency, uh, to crisis, right? No rules adopted. So the legislative process can't move forward. No bills passed. No resolutions adopted. Uh, they can't pull witnesses before committees. And they can't set up operations again to, to do the jobs that they were elected to do. And so returning lawmakers have actually like lost security clearances, like cards and fobs aren't working. Uh, they're not getting private briefings from military intelligence agencies because they're not officially members of Congress until they're sworn in. So this is going to be something where obviously there will probably have to be some concessions made, but it's something that we pay attention to. You see these storylines happen. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. It's It's a bit of a loose comparison. Pardon me for a moment, but to... But but to compare it to something a little closer to home for us, you remember those 17 members of the Legislative Assembly, the MLAs in Alberta, that signed that letter calling out their then-party leader, Jason Kenney, for his COVID measures, right? And these were largely, largely speaking, rural MLAs, United Conservative MLAs, that, that sort of formed this, this entity. Uh, And it'll be interesting to see under new leadership, Danielle Smith, what happens and how this starts to look with the United Conservatives over the next five months or so leading into the next provincial election that's set to happen in May of this year. If you missed our conversation yesterday with Philippe Fournier, uh, he's the founder of 338 Canada. He's a poll analyst and, and a political pundit. Uh, you make sure you check it out wherever you get your podcast. That was the January 4th episode of Real Talk. He, he gets into some of the polling and, and his speculation, uh, his view from Quebec on what he thinks is going to happen in Alberta. Of course, we talked about it with Charles Adler as well on Tuesday on the 3rd of January in that episode. So if you're looking to get caught up, you can do so. Coming up this Friday, tomorrow, mm-hmm. our Real Talk roundtable presented by Urban Timber. I'm excited about this. I don't yet know if they're going to appreciate us calling it the fringe round table. <laughs> I don't know if we'll call it the fringe round table, but everybody's talking about this two horse race 
in Alberta politics. Mm -hmm. The United Conservatives led by Daniel Smith, the NDP led by Rachel Notley. There are other political parties out there. And we're going to welcome three party leaders outside the big two to our Real Talk Roundtable presented by Urban Timber. That goes tomorrow. Really looking forward to it. Three Alberta provincial political party leaders not named Danielle Smith and Rachel Notley will form our Real Talk Roundtable tomorrow. If you have a question you'd like to ask about their vision, about their policy, of course, you can send us an email to talk at ryanjesperson.com or just tune in live. We'll be streaming. Of course, the show goes at 830 Mountain, 1030 Eastern, and you can hit us up with questions. I'll keep an eye on the live chat as that roundtable unfolds. I'm expecting a good one. Mm -hmm. These parties, if you're not in, I mean, if you're not elected, if you don't have a seat at the table, it's really hard to get people's attention. Of course. It's hard to get media coverage. It's hard to get on the front page. It's mm -hmm. hard to get those clips that resonate to get the tens of thousands of views. And so we wanted to give uh, Real Talk subscribers, number one, an opportunity to learn a little bit more about these other parties and to get more of a sense about what makes them tick. Mm -hmm. Like party fundraising in Alberta, as an example, you know, number three on Alberta political party fundraising last quarter, number three, pro-life. Wow. Pro-life is number three, like more than the Alberta party, more than the Alberta liberals. We're going to check in with Alberta's Green Party leader. I think that's going to be interesting. Do they face an uphill battle? I don't know. I mean, Albertans seem to wake up when the eastern slopes were threatened by coal mining last year. Mm -hmm. You can't say Albertans don't care about the environment. That would be a lazy and inaccurate statement. They definitely do. But the Green Party... Gets a rough ride out here. They do. Sure. Yeah. You're right, 100%. Yeah. And so we're really looking forward to that roundtable. That's coming up tomorrow on Friday, the December 6th episode, January 6th episode. Did I say this? Oh, my goodness. January 6th episode of uh, Real Talk. Every time you say January 6th, you just think of the house. I was uh, just the cap of The capital under attack, don't you? <laughs> maybe it's like a mental block. I'm trying to steer clear of saying January 6th, maybe. I don't know. Uh, our friends at Local Environmental Services coming up on Friday as well. Coming up on tomorrow, we'll present Trash Talk. It's your chance to blow off a little steam uh, to use the words you would never say in front of your parents. Uh, in an email to us, you can let us know what's what's grinding your gears, what's got your goat. Trash Talk presented, as always, by Local Environmental Services. They've been keeping it local in Edmonton, Whitecourt, Regina, and area. Still family-owned a quarter century. They've been doing business, elevating service, elevating the quality of their support for local causes, and of course, dropping prices for their customers working in retail, industrial, agricultural applications. You can request a quote today with Local Environmental Services at localenvironmental.ca. And I want to hammer this one home. If you have a vision of entertaining outdoors this summer, you want to welcome people to your beautiful brand new front or backyard, whether you've lived in the house forever or whether you're just moving in, trust Eden Landscaping to bring that outdoor space to a level that you've only thought you could dream of. Work with them. Understand their philosophy about exceptional landscapes. You know why enjoyment and function coexist in a successful design, a coherent artistic direction that will stand up over time provide of course added value to your property and the enjoyment i mean think of a new water feature maybe an outdoor kitchen sky's the limit with eden landscaping you can get the ball rolling get that conversation started today so you're ready to go this summer at landscapeedmonton.ca 
So as mentioned, tomorrow we've got the Real Talk Roundtable. We've got Trash Talk. And of course, in the meantime, you've got an opportunity to catch up on a new, fresh episode of Seriously with Sapri and I. We take a look at some of the messaging from former Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole about the tone that Conservative politics is taking. And of course, Pierre Polyev's response. And Andrew Tate versus Greta Thunberg. It's all in the spotlight at SeriouslyPod.com. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for checking out Real Talk. Real Talk is hosted by Ryan Jesperson. Executive producer, Josh Dunford. Technical producer, John Hicks. General manager, Katie Cook-Chivers. Account coordinator, Lawrence Durlego. Human resources, Lena Shepard. Website design, Mike Johnston. Voiceover by me. Carrie Skelton. Real Talk's editorial board is Sapria Duvetti, Ahmed Ali, Brandy Morin, Ann Castleman, Corey Hogan, Harmon Candola, Catherine O'Neill, and Chris Henderson. Member Emerita, Julie Rohr. Real Talk is recorded in Edmonton, Alberta on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional and ancestral territory of the Cree, Dene, Blackfoot, Soto, and Nakota Sioux, home to the Metis settlements and the Metis Nation of Alberta. Real Talk is a Relay Project. For more, check out ryanjasperson.com.